0: From some of the best elk hunters in the
1: world. We're across the canyon, pop up the other side, and the wind is right at my back and blows right into it. I cut him off and say, I'm the best, one, not you? I love it, and I feel like I'm super blessed to call myself an elk hunter. To beat them at their game, to get them within that bow range, convincing them that I'm one of them.
0: you got to close that distance really quick on him, and if he's going to engage that much, that's a dead bull.
1: Welcome to Western Contours Podcast sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. Whether you're chasing bugles over the next ridge, sitting a stand out east, this is about passion. Pursuing our dreams field, our lifestyle, the betterment of self and community, the enlightenment that comes from those moments spent in God's creation. Through these conversations, I hope you find insight, inspiration, education, and motivation to push beyond your limits. I'm, what's up? I'm the worst, like, with like with knowing who people are. Oh, me too. For, for for doing this as long as I've done it now and in these environments and to still look at people and be like, I'm talking to the wrong person right now and <laughs> trying to clean that mess up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so bad, dude. I'll just flip it. Do it like this. Maybe put it, yeah, there you go. That's better. It's, uh, I'm so bad. Yeah. I, uh. I've had two. We're, we're in day two. And I've had two so far. So I'm anticipating at least one a day. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, and I'm like, oh. Oh, so embarrassing. when I I don't know that I'm getting caught. I'm noticing it, but yeah. I don't know that they are. Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> so, brother, what's brother? Thanks it's for sitting around. Yeah, man. Yeah. Was happy to. It's it's always nice when you get to these places and you get to put a face to the name and I know, shake hands. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've been talking to people for the past year,
2: you know, on Zoom. Yep. And I live on the East Coast, so you know, I built a little network of you know, it's probably like 30, 40 guys that I talked to, never met, and just been spending all day yesterday. I put on like literally put on eight miles. I looked at my phone just walking oh, around here. Just, yeah and here it's easy to do just though. in here yeah, yeah it's a and big just room. meeting
1: people that I've talked to but never met so that's really cool that's awesome yeah. so Hunter McWatters uh, Hunter's Quest podcast um, dude you've kinda you've kinda gone like this oh yeah right that trajectory blessed. yeah you, you've had some we did the Heather Kelly's Founder Speaker Series yeah, right? and then to watch it uh to watch your trajectory has been, has been great, man. Yeah, I know I you were that. hungry then and, you know, kind of just trying to get your foot in. Yeah. And I think you, you've, you've found your path. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure a lot of that's through prayer. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's been nice to, uh, to watch it. Right. I um, see that. you, you, in life you come across a lot of people, right. And, and some people just resonate with you. Uh, for whatever reason right and you seem like a very genuine person oh, right so, so so for me to witness you you know and that trajectory doing man it's like it's a good thing right oh, it's like brother. man it's it's good to see good people do what they want to do right yeah. it's, it's oh, been awesome people. to watch it's <laughs> been awesome to watch so yeah. far i'm excited to see you know what's to come yeah, man. what's uh so how'd that look man give give me the background on it it went from founder speaker series, like what am I going to do and how am yeah. I going to do this right. to it almost seems like Hunter was just like, oh, I got this mess figured out now. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely, you know, the Lord has
2: directed my paths in, in ways that have put me in a good position. So when I started the Founder Speaker series, I, I started the podcast about, I don't know, eight months before that. Didn't have really much idea of what I was going to do. Uh, I just wanted to do something because, um, you know, I started Western hunting and just, it just, like, changed my life. I mean, literally, it sounds cliche, but it did, like... No, it does. Yeah, I, yeah. you know, I lost a ton of weight. I got healthy. It reignited... I've always hunted, but it reignited my passion for hunting. It's, like, a new thing. So, anyway, so, started the podcast, and I um, professionally have a background in in filmmaking. I was a producer on a TV show called The 700 Club. I was a cam operator for two years, and I was a producer for five years. Um, and so, I had this background in... Uh, you know, I found that basically there's a lot of guys who are better hunters than me, a lot. And there's a lot of guys who are better videographers, producers than me. But the list of guys who are like pretty good at both is relatively short. Um, so you know, I was able to kind of, I got in with Dan Staten and I did a trip with him filming for him. And that kind of opened up a lot of doors just because I think people saw like, oh, this guy's legit. He can physically keep up with Dan in the mountains. Uh, you know, he's... So I think that opens up some doors. And then I did a podcast with Brian Call and we kind of hit it off and um, he invited me to go out to Arizona with him and Brad for about a week just to kind of see if we could work together, I think. And um, So I just finished my first film from my Kodiak trip last year. So I'm going more into the film side of things. I'm just continue the podcast, but... The film is where kind of my skill set is more of more value, I think. Um, so anyway, so the 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 Kodiak film is supposed to air on the gritty YouTube channel, which is exciting, um, because it'll get kind of more views. You know, if I drop it on mine, I'll be lucky if I get a couple thousand views. You know, if he drops it, I'll probably get quite a few more. And it'll help him get some content. I think there'll be more collaboration there in the future. Um, potentially with other, you know, so um, looking forward to what's ahead, man, and yeah, definitely got to give glory to God, for sure, but uh, it's been just awesome meeting guys like you that have been at it and working hard at it for a long time, really
1: knowledgeable guys, and so I'm blessed, man. What? uh So I, li- I love Dan Staten, man, that, that yeah, guy. He's, he's going to be here in like two hours, I just found out. Yeah, I, I, I was trying to punk him for an episode. <laughs> Dan, you better get on with me. Um, but it, it's nice, right, and like I said, you, you come across people, right, and, and I got you guys the ears, but nonetheless, genuine people, right, people that have, like with Dan, right, in particular, he has a passion for something, and he's, he's solely sharing, at least my take on him, is he's sh- solely sharing that passion for passion's sake, for sure, and spreading that for the sake of, he just loves it, he yeah. loves it that much, oh, and does that translate from him to you? Oh, dude, like, does I was gonna it? say, like, it-
2: if there's one dude that I know that, like, embodies the word passion, He's it's him. that dude. I spent yeah. nine days with him from dark in the morning to dark at night going after elk in New Mexico and probably the toughest unit to hunt elk in New Mexico. The dude was nonstop. I mean, if he took a break for one second, he was on his maps, like, just scheming, like, where are we trying next? What are we doing next? He was up, you know, at night sending out locating, uh, locating, locator bugles, like, just trying to find elk, I mean, that dude is passionate for sure, and you know some people I can come across as like off-putting maybe.
1: I I, I, love, I think he's a great dude, genuine guy. Uh, I would consider him a good friend. And yeah, he's definitely passionate for sure. Yeah, I mean the way he presents it, right? And and I we had Dan and I podcast a while ago, and uh, delayed gratification. Yeah, yeah. Right, that's a that's a big deal. That was one of the things when I first started following and listening to him that stood out to me. Yep because we want everything on the push of a button, right? And, and you know, in the Oakwoods, I mean, any hunting, yeah. it really doesn't come like that, right. you know what I mean? And that was one of the things that stood out. And then, like I said, over time, you just watch that guy, and it's like his, his work ethic, it'll make you sick. Yeah, dude. It'll I, make you sick at times. <laughs> I think the biggest thing uh, that I that I took
2: away from my time with Dan, which it may sound cliche, but it just really resonated with me, was... Um, You know, there's so many things on an elk hunt or any hunt that you cannot control. There's two things you can control, which no matter what happens will you know determine your outcome, whether you tag out or not, and that's your effort and your attitude. Yes, sir. So that was what he kept saying. We're gonna keep charging hard, and we're gonna keep a good, positive attitude, and we did. And um, you know, the hunt. You know, if you guys saw the episodes about it or the YouTube stuff, um, it it was a tough hunt. Uh, I don't want to go on into all the details, but even though it ended in a tough way and we had dealt with some crazy stuff, it was an awesome experience
1: because we worked hard and we stayed positive and we had fun, you know? How did that, so how did it look, how did it look for you, right? Coming out from back east Yeah. and then, you know, I gotta keep up with Dan Staten and, <laughs> yeah. and show him I'm worth my salt with this yeah. camera. Yeah, dude, so um, he was super cool from the beginning, very professional, you know, um, expectations
2: were known from the beginning. He didn't intentionally do it, but I think I got a little bit of a test on the first day. The first day, uh, I was looking at my track last night. Um, we, we lost 4,000 and gained 4,000. I think we did close to 12 miles or something. Uh, so that was a tough day. And I remember, like, that first night kind of laying in my tent. And I don't know if you ever had those nights where you like, exert yourself really hard, but you can't sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I could not sleep, and I was like, dude. Like if this is what every single day is like I don't know if I can do this but I was like I know one thing I'm not tapping out I'm not flying home early so I, I'm going to have to put my big boy pants on thank the lord that was like the hardest day we did have other hard days not saying that but uh wasn't 11 miles every day it wasn't 11 day. miles <laughs> and like 8,000 feet every day but uh, but um, yeah I mean I trained hard I knew what I was getting myself into uh, I worked hard all year to, to get, you know, and the last thing I want to do ever is slow anybody down. So I just made it my priority. I'm going to be an asset in camp. I'm going to be up 30 minutes before these guys are up making coffee and getting my cameras ready. When they're ready to go, I'm going to be already ready to go. And um, I'm not going to stop. And I'm just going to give it my all. And, um,
1: and that's what you got to do. And it worked out, you know. That's, a, that's awesome, man. But that that's the work ethic that it's gonna take, yeah. right? And, and stay positive, man. Yeah. You can you can
2: be the hardest worker out there if you're whining and complaining the whole time, no one wants to be around that. Right. So
1: that's huge, man. Especially especially being a tag along, yeah. so to speak. Sure. Right. I mean you're the you're literally the third wheel. Yeah. And anytime you drag somebody into the woods with you, there's an element that you're uncertain of if you yeah. haven't hunted with them, right? Noise, it's more smell, you know, it's it's more everything. Sure. So trying to good on them for taking the chance you know what I mean good on them for taking the chance but that means that you know they saw something in you you know and that's what I'm saying about you is uh, there's something about you that that. you know what I mean I learned a lot from them dude it's funny when when we're on Zoom and I think you get used to it right I've done 300 episodes or so right maybe I haven't released all of them um (laughs) But you start to learn how to get that eye-to-eye feel, yeah. you know what I mean? And there's just, like, sitting here with you right now, like, it's the same feeling, yeah. like, looking at you on you the Zoom You do kind Zoom of get used thing. to it. Yeah, and it's just like, that's what I'm talking about. And there's people that you'll be on Zoom with, and then you meet them, and it's like, oh, no, that's not that's not the person. That's one of those 300 that haven't been released. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely not the person, right? Yeah. So good on you, man. I, I'm, I'm glad to see it. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. How... Uh, how is western you said that you know western hunting has reignited you and kind of changed you yeah give us a little bit of that man
2: yeah so um 2018 i was hitting the scales about 250 pounds as i said now i'm like a 175. yeah buddy um, good on you man <laughs> and uh i just felt gross man and i mean i need to get in shape and so i started getting in shape but then um, and i wanted to get into western hunting too um but i just i'm sure people can relate I didn't know where to start, you know, it felt, like, uh, overwhelming, so I had a good friend of mine, and it was all, like, like I said, like, God has been directing my past from the beginning, but um, a good friend of mine that same year, actually, he he wasn't a good friend at the time, he was a friend of a friend I'd hunted with, like, a couple times, and we actually didn't really click that much, Um, I was kind of in my, like, hippie phase, and he was, like, in the military, so we just didn't see eye to eye, but... Anyway, I straightened up a little bit, and he mellowed out a little bit, and so we kind of... Anyway, he was like, hey, man, I'm going to Alaska on this walk-in caribou hunt. You know, it's going to be tough, but are you down? And I was like, the timing was perfect, and I just said yes. And then I realized kind of what I was getting myself into, and uh, what it going to be like to keep up with this guy, so I started training. So anyway, lost a ton of weight, got in shape, and just started this evolution, just listening to podcasts, listening to your podcast some, and other great podcasts, just... Consuming content to learn, and um, you, know, I come, you know, I've been hunting deer and waterfowl since I was, you know, six, eight years old. But uh, as people know, it's a totally different game, you know. Um, so, you know, I had to learn about backpacking, I had to learn about hiking, you know, training to hike, western hunting, glassing. It's a lot, it's a lot of learning curve. Um, but there's so many good resources out now. So, anyway, through that, um, I went on that first trip didn't tag out but it was a life-changing experience man and uh ever since then it's been pretty much like that's when i started the podcast after that trip and it's just kind of been like pff, it's just it's who i am like hunting is who i am and just kind of this this rebirth this kind of more active um, type of hunting you know i still love deer hunting it's harder it's harder to sit in a tree stand these days right. than it used to be um not ragging on deer hunting i still love it but um it's just me, man, and then combined with my experience with the camera, it's uh, it's uh, the stars seem to have aligned that I don't, you know, you know I don't I don't mean that
1: literally, but uh, it's uh, it's cool, man. It's been a great journey. It's uh, I got the chills when you were talking about right, just just boots on the ground, and there's there's this element for me that like we talk about being in the circle of life, right? But when you're but when you're on the ground and you're chasing an animal. There's something about going across that landscape the way we do, right? And, and how we have to be in tune with that, and then how we have to be in tune with ourselves, yeah. right? To to climb those ridges and to you know look at those look at those valleys and not think and just dive off yeah. in. And there's something there's something spiritual about those experiences totally, right? Totally and just deep down
2: that like it's again I'm not trying to rag on whitetail guys I still am a whitetail guy I still probably hunt tail till the day I die but I feel like this is really a more full experience of actually hunting. Right. I mean you are literally pursuing this animal you're sneaking in on it you're living in their environment usually for days on end um it's a, it's a more immersive, I'm not going to say it's more complete, well, I might say it is more complete, you know, it, it is more complete experience than walking out from your truck 300 yards, sitting down going home at night, again, love it, still do that, but there's something like spiritual, something that really resonates deep down when yeah. you're in that environment for days on end and you're actually hunting these animals,
1: like an actual like, predator you know, how many times a day do you do you stop and just go, thank you when you're chasing on the mountain. Yeah, man. It's like, it's never ending. And that's like one of my things at the end of the day, especially after day 10, when you're just getting pounded, that, that's the thing that brings me back to it, right? Is is staying aware of how, how grateful I am of the ability and the opportunity to be out in God's creation. Yeah just doing that right yeah. just just getting to experience it in that way right. dude that's my ritual every, every day no matter how good bad or ugly the day is how yeah. great it is it's harder on the days that are really good to remember to do it yeah. and I just say it right? it's like thank you for the opportunity and the ability to yeah. do this and there's you know there's there's challenges and stuff with public land. And a lot of
2: guys like to get negative and da-da-da. But at the same time, we're so blessed to like live in a place where we have access to public yeah. land and we can grab a gun and go chase these animals or grab a bow. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of countries in the world you can't do that.
1: Yeah. A couple of states that are trying to stop it
2: full on, yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> we, gotta, we definitely got to watch that. Yeah. But uh, we've been blessed to this point. So uh, talk about the podcast a little bit, man. Yeah, so the podcast, uh, you know, like I said, there's tons of great content out there about, um, you know, learning how to backpack hunt, learning how to backcountry hunt. And the stuff I really gravitated to was the stuff that kind of delved a little deeper. I love the the skills and tactics and gear stuff. That's very important. Um, But also the stuff that really delved deeper into, like, mental toughness and, like, and that kind of side of things. I really found myself really attracted to that. Because, like I said, it was more about hunting to me. It was a life transformation. And so... Um, and so I was like, man, if I could hit. And then I started noticing that a lot of these guys, like your Dan Statens or uh, Adam Weatherby, um, guys like that, uh, missing a bunch. But our believers, um, Adam Weatherby was a pastor for 14 years. People probably don't even know that. But um, but the spiritual the spiritual side of things was never really addressed. And there was some Christian outdoor podcasts, and they're great. They're out there. There's I love them. Um, a lot of them have more of a... I don't know how to say this in a nice way. Maybe a little bit more preachy. And I don't mean that in a negative way. There's a place for that. It's just not, that's not how I approach it. I like to talk to my guests about spirituality, about their spiritual connection. If it's their Christian faith, great. That's what I am. I'm a Christian. Um, But, you know, I, I talk to LDS guys. You know, I talk to other guests that have different spiritualities or maybe they don't believe at all. But I like to bring, because like you said, whether you believe in Jesus or not, this type of hunting or, you know, experiencing nature is a spiritual experience. And however you, you know, define that, you know, like I said, I'm a Christian, but it's still, no matter who you are, you can't deny there's a spiritual connection to nature and the land. And, um, so I like to just, uh, to broach that topic with guys. And so I think that's been a little bit of a unique, uh, kind of niche I've been able to fit into, um, you know, without just being another, another voice in the crowd. So, um, it's been cool. I've gotten a pretty good response from
1: it. So that's, that's good, man. Yeah shoot brother yeah thank man it's a great down. To you dude. it's good talking to you man it's good to you know it's always good to shake hands yeah um, just keep keep that trajectory bro I'm gonna try, I, man. I can't wait to see what comes up and uh, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm watching I appreciate I'm it, watching appreciate thank you man. thank you
0: uh, gotta get a picture dude that was good